Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Through 25 seasons, hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. We got the idea for today's show when Susie Orman asked everyone to take the pledge. For just one day, one day, whether it's a Saturday, a Sunday, I don't care what day it is, I want you, yourself or your entire family, to not spend money for just one day. Then, I want you to try for just one week, one week, not to use a credit card. And for one month, not to eat out at a restaurant. That's the pledge for you to feel wealthy more than to show other people that you are. So we got some angry emails from restaurant owners uh, after that. Can't make everybody happy. Susie uh, later clarified that if you can afford to eat out and you're not in debt, then by all means, eat out, eat as much as you want, go for it. We also heard from those of you who decided to take Susie's pledge. Jennifer and David are joining us from their home office in Greenville, South Carolina. Jennifer, how long have you been at this pledge? It'll be three weeks tomorrow. Wow. And so what have you done? Well, basically, we watched your show, which is on a Thursday. Yeah. And yeah. we said that we were going to do this. And then that Friday, we got a call from some of our friends to go out. And we caved. <laughs> and we went out to dinner. And we had fun with all of our, with the kids and our friends. And then we woke up Saturday morning and we said, okay. We are going to do this, and we're going to stick to it. Okay, tomorrow and will be three weeks of not eating out at a restaurant. Correct. Right. Okay. What about the not spending money for one whole day? That's pretty easy for us. Okay. It, you know, a family with two kids, 
the eating out was a hard thing because sometimes, not really during the week, but more on the weekend. Yeah. You're tired. It's easy just to go pick up or go out to dinner. Right. Uh, not spending money, you can do other things. Okay, not spending money. Okay, what about not using your credit card for one week? We have actually pretty much tried to stop using our credit cards altogether. Good. If we can't pay for it today, we don't get it today. That's really good. And so, so now three weeks tomorrow will be your anniversary for not eating out. Correct. Right. You know, it's wonderful when we get to eat at home with the kids. And, cute, and cute. Then you can have time to watch a movie or play games and do more versus sitting in a restaurant, telling them, sit down, eat your dinner. Kids you are know. running around everywhere. Exactly. It's just... Uh, you can actually talk to your kids and, and they can tell you about their day, what they did at school and what they learned. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. So what has this discipline taught you about yourself, your lifestyle? It's been great. We have always been a two-income family. This past summer, I had decided to leave my job. I started up. Um, a business is a baby gift business, two monkeys. And we never stopped living the two income family. Yeah. And we kind of, once we watched the Susie Orman show, we stood back and we looked at our budget and looked to see what we've been doing. And it hasn't been smart. We need to start living as if we have one income. And then as my business grows, continue to live like that. So we always will be okay. That's great. Not have to worry. Well, Jennifer and David, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Susie's pledge inspired us to ask, to ask, uh, really, what else can you live without? So we found two moms from opposite sides of our country, both searching for ways to simplify their lives. And for one week, we asked them to scale back. Meet Kay Jean and Candace. Kay Jean is a bargain hunting mom in Illinois. I go to a store every day. I, I wish I didn't. I don't know why. Some days I think I need to be more organized, but every day there's something. I just can't figure out. I, I want to get to this place like other people where you shop once a week and you're done. Her nonstop shopping has filled her home with almost a year's worth of food for her small family of four. I think I got 50 or 60 boxes of granola bars. And 10 bags of chips. This is probably 10 bags of pudding. 10 more pudding and more pudding. And now we're moving to pasta. All this excess can put my life out of balance because I'm trying to keep my family secure. 
Widowed mom Candace lives in California with two of her five children. Their seven-bedroom home is filled with things. These are my Jimmy Choo shoes that I needed to have for my 40th birthday, and they cost $495, and I have never worn them. I feel like an idiot, but it hasn't stopped me. I look at them, I know the mistake I've made. This could be going towards my children's college education. I refinanced this house to pay off this car so I could run out and purchase this truck. I did not know that. I didn't know, I didn't know that either. Surrounded by stuff and filled with regret, both Kay Jean and Candace wonder if their families would be happier if they lived with less. I wish I could turn the clock back. Um, I definitely would not have purchased this house. I know I would be much happier in my smaller house. That was Candace, a widowed mother of five who, like so many of you, is feeling caught in a vicious cycle of acquiring stuff while yearning for a simpler life. Candace emailed us saying this, we live in a nice seven bedroom home full of stuff. I have a closet full of clothing, shoes I do not wear. My children think clothes are disposable. I can't afford to live like this and would like to know how to stop the madness. I submit myself to you, mine, body, soul, and shoes. <laughs> That's what she said and here's what she and her sons, Derek and Darian agreed to do last week. Your family can do it too. The first goal on their list, limit driving. They must walk to and from school. I don't walk. The school is probably a five to seven minute walk down the street, and I have never walked there. Goal number two, no shopping online or in stores except $100 for groceries for the entire week. Rule number three is no ordering out or takeout or going out to restaurants or anything like that. This would be you guys' favorite one. Turn off TV and internet for the entire week. What? Find the. And the final rule: Candace had to box up everything from her closet that she'd not worn in two months, and put it all in storage for the rest of the week. That's like more than half my closet. The intention of the experiment was to help this family live more consciously for one week, and so. With less and these small changes, uh, a lot of deep issues come up for Candace. This is what's really going on. We have seven bedrooms, four baths, and there's just me and my two sons, Derek and Darian. This is Derek's room. This is Derek's shoe collection. I could not afford to spend $100 on these tennis shoes, but I buy them all these things to show my love and appreciation for them. When we moved to Antioch 11 years ago, my husband took the kids fishing, and he never came home. Candace's husband died while saving their son from drowning. When he passed away in 97, I just knew that all of this was on me. I just thought giving them all this material stuff would help them cope, help me cope, because I felt like I was doing stuff for the kids. I love to shop. I think. I shop pretty much daily. If I'm not in the mall, then I'm online shopping, and it's gotten out of control. The shoes, the clothes with the tag still on them, this huge house is all a lie. And my dream house has turned into my nightmare because it looks good on the outside, but it masks the pain on the inside. 
While boxing up clothes she hadn't worn in two months, Candace faced emotions she'd been covering up for many years. I'm so attached to this stuff. Um, my husband was taken away from me, but nobody can take away my stuff. So I need to take out the shoes I haven't worn in two months. I'm not ready to part with the shoes. And now I feel nauseous because <laughs> um, I knew I had surrounded myself with a lot of stuff. But I didn't know it would be this hard for me to let go of the stuff because that's what I identify with. That's what people see. And when people see this stuff, they think I'm OK. And it makes me feel like I'm OK. Thank you for having the courage to tell that truth, that so many people are living for themselves. And I know a lot of people in this audience, do you not, audience, identify with what she's saying. I think that when we allow ourselves to have all the best things, you have the Jimmy Choo this, and you have the labels and this stuff, it says to the world and says to yourself that you're doing OK. You're doing OK. But you know, you and I both know having the best stuff is no su substitute for the best life. Right. So Candace is here with her sons, Derek and Darian, to talk about what that uh, process has been like. <laughs> what that process has been like. So what was it like? You get to get the shoes back. It's not like you were giving them away forever, <laughs> right? Yes, I still have the shoes, yeah. but. What did it do for you, this whole process? What did it teach this you process about yourself? has yeah. been amazing. I've been hiding behind the shoes and the house and the clothes for so long. Mm -hmm. And going through this process made me focus all of my energy on the real stuff. Mm. My children, my family, myself. Mm -hmm. For so long, since I lost my husband, it's all been about masking the pain, mm -hmm. hiding from everything, from just feeling alone, mm -hmm. feeling afraid, mm -hmm. just not being secure. And I didn't want my friends to see that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want my children to see that. I didn't want them to know that. Mm -hmm. So I would just keep shopping so that I could look good on the outside to cover up what was on the inside. Wow. And so doing this, how long have you done this? We've been doing this since Saturday. Since so Saturday. about five, six days. Five or six, just five or six days has uncovered all of this stuff for? Yes. Wow. This is the house that I first bought with my husband when we moved to Antioch in 97. When we first moved here, my husband bought each of the kids rakes for $2 a piece, and they would rake up all the leaves into a huge pile, and then they'd dive into the leaves. This house was our first home, and it represented joy. It represented happiness. It represented family. Life was that, but simpler then. <laughs> We played in the leaves with our $2 rakes. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget.
At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. A $2 rake and a pile of leaves. That's about as simple as it gets. That was Candace, who committed her family to paring down and trying to live more consciously. Have you noticed a shift in your thinking? since this happened? There's been a huge shift in my thinking. I know that I don't need this stuff. I know my children don't need this stuff. All I ever needed was them, and all they ever needed was me. Mm. And that's been the most amazing feeling and wake-up call yeah. for me. That you're, what your kids really want is you. It's me, yeah. not the stuff. Yeah. And it's so many parents watching us right now are doing the same thing. And they are blessed to still have their each other, their, you know, both spouses in the home or raising their kids singly like you are, but are trying to feed their kids with the stuff and the stuff and the stuff and think that the more they give them, the more their kids will love and appreciate them. But you said to our producers that the first day was a light bulb moment. Light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. Second day was a chandelier moment. By the third and fourth day, it was like strobe lights and floodlights. Like, yeah, girl, if you don't get it now, yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, Mary, uh, Mary Carla Magno is the author of a practical new workbook. It's called Secrets of Simplicity, and uh, I hear that you too are a reformed shopaholic. I am. So I applaud your efforts completely. My difference came that all of those boxes that were in your closet actually fell on my head one day when I was getting ready for work, and that was a not quite a subtle message for me to change my life a bit, too. So I sympathize with your problems completely. And so you, the boxes fell on your head. I said, something's got to give here. Yeah. This is a little crazy. How many pairs of black pumps do I really need? Mm -hmm. And I began to take stock of my life. And I did the experiment that you've put your, you and your family through, where I gave things up. And I looked at the things in my life that were out of balance, and shopping was a very big thing for me. OK, and you say that the change really begins with really subtle changes, that you don't have to do the big, big thing first. I, th like. I think that when you go and take an extreme measure, now obviously this week for you was all about awareness and appreciation, and those are really valuable lessons. And there are those that have to be worked on over time. But when you make these subtle changes and you practice it every day, it really opens up space. And when you create space in your life, something new can come in. And yeah. what came in for you and your family was some really beautiful experiences together. Well, she needed this for a big shift in thinking, to get her to have the shift in thinking. And also, you were ready for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've done this before, or similar experiments with other families, and people just think of it as a punishment, or I got to get through the week, and oh my god, when do I get my TVs back? And if that's what you're doing it for, then you don't actually get to have the shift in thinking, or the shift in awareness or consciousness that, that happened to you and your family. So it can't be punitive. It can't be, oh, you're taking this away from me. It's what am I opening up? What am I going to gain from this experience? And with this experience, you gain the appreciation for the things in life you are so blessed to have. Yes. I think that, you know, one of the, there was a light bulb moment for me uh, watching you drop the sour cream into the trash. 
And everybody right here sitting in these seats, if you go home right now and look in your refrigerator, look at how many things have spoiled over the past week that you bought. And if we looked, and I was thinking, if we looked at those things that you throw away and looked at the price tag on there and saw them as dollar bills instead of, oh, it's just sour cream or it's just celery or whatever, it's like throwing money in the trash, you know? I still pick up a penny. <laughs> I was with somebody the other day, oh, it's only penny. I go, it's a penny. <laughs> no, but you, yeah, we won't leave money on the street, but yet we'll throw it in the trash for things that we bought uh, foolishly, right? Yes. We, we, we've all done that. Throughout the week, our cameras followed um, uh, Candace and her sons as they started this process uh, that we hope will get you thinking about basics in your own life. I have a $100 budget to shop at Costco. So I have to make a list to stay on task. I've never gone to Costco with a shopping list. This is like taking a child to the toy store and telling them they can't have anything. Because every aisle, I would have picked up something. And we've been down maybe three or four aisles, and I just have water. I am walking out of Costco, and I spent $30.15. That, that is unheard of. That is really, literally 10% of what I would normally spend. And I have the necessities to get us through the week. Last time I sat down for dinner was uh, last year. Valentine's Day, last year. Oh, yeah, not, not, that was two years ago. I was about the last time. That was the last time when you guys did Valentine's Day for me. That was two years ago. Two years ago. Today in the challenge, I learned that it's better to eat with your family because you can learn about what they did today. I just like it better the way we're living right now. It's a better life for me. Actually, Derek gave me a hug before he went to bed. That's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, and that felt great. He had the biggest smile on his face. That was, that was really special. That was special. Well, I think the Obamas are bringing family dinner back to the table. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think of the Obamas sitting down to dinner every evening as a family and having dinner. And I think that that's going to encourage more people in the country to do so. And I'm happy to see you've already started doing that. So what happened when you all sat down at the table? Was it a little odd at first? Yeah, it had been two years since we sat down and did that. And what has happened since the family, you know, we saw Darian say that, that it's, things are better, life is better. We totally reconnected because there was a time when we did sit down every night for dinner. There was a time when we did go to the park as a family. And this week we've walked to the park, we've had dinner together, we've hung out in my room, just gone through old pictures. I mean, we totally reconnected this week. That's wonderful. Thank you, Candace, for having the courage to say so. Thank you. So Thank, much. You. Thank you, Darian. And Derek, thank you. Kay Jean, a wife and mother of two, admits that when she looks around her house, she regrets all the stuff she's bought. She desperately wants a simpler life. She says her biggest issue is that she shops almost every day, stockpiling food for her family, like she's feeding a small army. To help Kay Jean and her family, we gave them a challenge. Okay, this is from Oprah. It says, hi, Howells. The challenge begins now. Here's your family's challenge for the week. Number one, no computer for a week. 
Number two, no spending except $25 for perishables like bread, milk, and eggs. Number three, no eating out. Number four, no car. You have to walk the kids to school. I can only drive for evening activities. John, carpool to work. And number five, no TV at night. You must do a family activity that doesn't involve the TV. And rule number six, to really think about who else may need what they don't. That's it. That's the last time we get to use the internet and the computer for a week. Hey, Carter. How do you feel about not being able to use the computer? <laughs> no, I'm bad at Oprah. <laughs> I'm bad at her. As you can see, pairing back is harder for some than others. It's so amazing with kids who've grown up with a computer and been on it every day, whenever they chose. Kay Jean and her husband, John, are at the end of their first week and will be walking their kids home from school in about an hour. So we got them Skyping in from their living room. Hey, Kay Jean and John. Hi. How, so how's it going? It is going good. I think the first day or two, it's, it's a shock, but we really have adjusted and I think what, as long as you don't treat this as a punishment, but right. really a better life, it really is a better life. Better life. So, yeah. so, so did he get over not having the computer? He really did. By the second or third day, he doesn't even, they don't even go downstairs. The whole purpose of our downstairs was the computer, the TV, and the toys. So we're just, we're just living in our living room now. So, so what, do, what, do, what activity do you all do in the evening? Because the television is such a substitute for everything in people's lives. It's a babysitter and, uh, you know, it's there as a comfort and it's there as, a, as the source of communication in the family. So what do you all do? Well, last night our children painted for two hours where they put paints together and mixed them together and talked about primary colors and then we read stories and it was it was great. Wow. Are you all eating together too? Are you doing that? Yes, we are and it just it gives a lot more time to find out how the day is going in a just a natural flow. Yeah, what Candace was talking about. Well, since we didn't want to overwhelm this family with too much change at once, we challenged them to give up one more thing on their second day. Watch this. This is the kids' toy room. So we have three storage lockers, four shelves apiece, with different categories of toys. Here's some of the balls. We've got the dollhouse, the car, and this entire box full of Barbie toys. We have light brights and uh, abacus for math. And for the most part, kids will come to our, my house and say, wow, this is like going to a children's museum. You know, you have a lot of toys. I have Daphne's craft closet. Carter has all of his science toys. Well, the toys are much like the food. We look for deals, so I don't know. We buy toys a lot. I can live without all these toys because I never really play with much of them. We have some news. What? For the rest of the week, each of you can only play with five toys. What? You need to pick the five toys that you can play with, and then everything else gets put away. No! You ready? We're locking everything up. Lock everything up. You already chose your five, so now we're going to lock everything up. This is the worst day of my life. I'm going to lock up the closet now. 
Well, then we'll know you broke the challenge. I've created these children that, that they want stuff. And Carter is crying all night saying this is boring and this is going to be awful. And he can't see how much fun it is. He's just worried about, he's just worried about the stuff, the stuff that I bought. And so I need to take accountability for what I've created. I need to take accountability for all the stuff that I bought them. Why is with five joints? Did Carter get over that? And as a matter of fact, we haven't even played with the ten toys. Out of the ten toys they've picked, we've probably played with only five or six. Wow. The funny thing is, they're so worried about not having all their toys, but they never play with them anyway, so they didn't miss it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's such a powerful thing that you were saying. Uh, and I want to talk some more about that. I think for every parent who's hearing us right now is accepting responsibility and having accountability for what you're really teaching your kids. I think Candace hit on some of that too. I mean, when you're buying, buying, buying stuff, as you were saying, you're teaching your kids that things, these things, clothes, toys, food, disposable. So as you look around your house and go through your daily routine, ask yourself, what little things could you start doing that would simplify your life? That's how you say start, correct? Absolutely. A small change can make a very big difference. Now, is it good to do as they did, giving up the TV for a week? Because I could, you know, so you have a five-year-old rebelling. I can see in some households that would be a real problem. Well, I think the most important thing when you give something up is to present it as an opportunity to do something else. So it's a sacrifice. It's not a deprivation. Yeah, so we're going to spend more time together. Exactly. You need to replace it with something positive because that's really what this exercise is about. It's not about taking things away to live a life that's not as fulfilling. It's to create more fulfillment. It's to open you up. Open you up, create space. To the possibility of what can be filled in exactly. that space. So Kay Jean, John, and their two children took on a week-long challenge to see what they could live without. Here's how their week began as they set off for school, walking those two blocks. Two blo you used to drive them the two blocks? Yes, yes. It, it is cold, it's the winter. Okay, walking those two blocks for the <laughs> first time. I don't have keys. makes it to school, and mom is on to her next assignment, to give away what she has too much of. So I just called and spoke with the World Relief Agency, and a family with two children is arriving and moving in tonight into an apartment. This is what, like, cut me in two. They need a vacuum cleaner. And she said it would probably be shared by all 10 families in that complex. That one vacuum cleaner. And I have a vacuum cleaner for the basement, and I have a vacuum cleaner for the upstairs, and then I have a little handheld lightweight vacuum cleaner, and like another one. I have like four vacuums. I have 
I have four vacuums in my house, and if I give them one, ten, sh ten families will share it. They asked for rice. This is bulk rice that I have. And I don't know if they have a hair blower. It's really cold here in the winter. Here's my extra hair blower. A vinegar. They have an eight-month-old girl. Here's the baby food. Got a whole bunch of shampoo and conditioner. Some of these for the mom. A case of peanuts, crackers, chips, and pasta. Is this making a dent in my pantry? Maybe a little bit, I, you know, I still have plenty. Right now I'm not worried about my food storage supply. I'm feeling good. I feel like, like I have a, a purpose. I feel good. Okay, Jean, I don't think you're gonna run out to 2012. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. So that first walk to school was a challenge. How's it going now? It's great, they love it. Um, it's something that they look forward to every day and it's a great conversation. It's just a great way for a natural flow of conversation and to connect with the neighbors. Wow. So overall, you'd say this experiment in simplifying has been beneficial to your family. Well, I'll tell you what, I can completely see a difference even just in a week. It seems like the kids are less, uh, less worried about things and you know, spending time on the computer, things like that. And you can see at nighttime, we'll eat dinner together and the kids, you know, they'll tell you about their day. You don't get the, how is school? Fine. You can actually start a conversation and help them with their homework and you have a better understanding of what's going on in their life. It seems like you really connect more. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what Candace said, reconnecting. Well, thanks, K. Jean and John. I know you gotta, you gotta go, the, the walk home from school's coming up soon. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, bye. The house was 3,600 square feet. It was five bedrooms, three baths. There were two kitchens. I had memberships at three different country clubs and everything that you're supposed to want when you grow up. I started to feel like something was wrong, just finding this deep unhappiness in myself and in my life. And I wanted to make a change, but I didn't know how you could go from this grand life of this big house and all this stuff to something simpler. I got in bed, and I stayed in bed for about a month and a half. I wanted to peel away or shed or tear off all that wasn't me and just get down to who I was. And I just wanted a simpler way of living. I just wanted to be me. Kristen and her husband filed for divorce. Then last year, she moved her two small children away from their spacious home, filled with stuff, to a tiny cottage in the woods. Today, she calls this her dream house. So this is my house. It is 800 square feet. This is our bedroom. Uh, my two children and I share the room. My daughter and I sleep here and my son sleeps here. It's nice because at night we spend time in bed coloring or writing or reading. When we first moved here, 
there was a lot of I'm bored. They didn't have the computer, they didn't have their own rooms, and they didn't have the games and the playroom. But since then, we have found games to play, and we can dig holes in the dirt and ride bikes. This life is back to basics. It's the simple things. When I watch him, it makes my heart just when I watch him, I, f I know that I did the right thing for us. So we're looking at this show to find ideas for how we all can begin to pare down, to cut back. With all the spending uh, going on in the world, what would you suggest? Well, there are a couple of questions you can ask yourself. Certainly, if you're buying these same items over and over and over again, finding that you already have them at home and you keep repeatedly buying them, that's a Anybody sign. Anybody here doing that? <laughs> usually, that's a sign. Usually happens. Usually yeah. happens in the closet. Sometimes your work begins in the closet and works its way out to the rest that's of the house. That's why you have everything that looks just like everything else, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. You like the same things, and you tend to buy them over and over again. So that's definitely a sign. If you find that all your social activities are revolving around shopping, you're always going to the store, you're returning, you're buying, you're constantly going to the store, that can also be a sign that perhaps there's an imbalance there. Perhaps it's time to take stock. So those are some good questions to ask yourself. I can't imagine, though, that you're not in debt. You have to be in debt. I'm in major debt. We talked about this in front of my children. They had no idea because I still shop mm -hmm. every week. Something is arriving at the house or I'm going to the mall or bringing them gifts home, and yes, I'm in tremendous debt. Major, major debt. Major So debt. this is gonna help you also with the, with the debt issues. Yes. And so were you not, this is an interesting thing, were you not thinking about the debt? Or just, is, does that become, what does that become in your I mind? I was so busy accumulating stuff to feel secure, to feel okay, uh -huh. to put on the facade that I was okay. Uh -huh. Because if I have this stuff in these cars and these homes, then we must all be okay. Yeah. So refinance the mortgage to pay the car. To buy another car. To buy another car. That made total sense to me at the time. Yes. And then when you see yourself saying that on camera, you think what? I said it three or four times. Like, no, you didn't really do that. Did you do that? And you're going to tell the world you did that? <laughs> yeah. Didn't feel that right at that moment. Thanks for your truth. So what would you like to see Candace do with all those things that she's bought? Well, with Candace, there's a, there's a genuine opportunity here to stop, first of all, stop beating yourself up about what has happened. Yeah. It has happened. And where do you go from here now with those Jimmy Choo shoes is the question. And I think there's opportunities for you to recoup some of the money that you may have spent, let's say, foolishly. And I think that one way is to really look through your closet again. Now, when those boxes come back, let's not put that all back in the closet. Let's take a look at that and see what's there. Look at those price tags. It would probably be a valuable exercise for you to add that up a bit and see what that money could have funded for you and your children. It's really an important lesson to learn. Less stuff with more meaning. That's the goal. I want to ask everybody to make your own pledge. Make your own pledge. That's a good start. Bye, everybody. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. 
And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.